Hello, and welcome to Riffs on Riffs, where we explore the collision of original and sample tracks and the artists who made them. I'm your host, Joe Watson. I am here with my co-host, Toby Braswell. What's up, Toby? Okay, stop. Toby? Toby, we're on the mic. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I, know. I was jamming. You're in the zone. I was jamming I get it. to my song. This, I get it, buddy. This is going to be a good episode. This <laughs> I'm enjoying this be a fun one. episode. Well, together on the show, we listen to the legendary tracks and the timeless, but sometimes not so well-known songs that they sampled from. So, Tobe, what are we listening to today? We are listening to Around the Way Girl by the legendary MC, Mr. Future of the Funk, that ladies love LL Cool J. You know, Tobe, we have been at this show for a while now. Agreed. It always surprises me how we haven't focused on certain artists earlier on, like we haven't done them already. LL is definitely one of those artists. I can't agree with you anymore. I totally agree with that. Why don't we hop in the DeLorean and see what track was sampled to make this hit? Rewind! Here we go. Toby Two Step right here. Oh, no. Here we go. Oh, boy. <laughs> mm-hmm. I got a surprise for you. I like songs that, that talk to you. Go ahead, girl. Tell me about what you got. Good surprise, it sounds like, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Agreed. Too, yeah. No comment. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a, a, a full bag of candy on Halloween. Right here. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going. I'm glad that's where you went. All right, <laughs> please tell the good people what we are listening ah, to. With pleasure. We are listening to the hit song, All Night Long, by the Mary Jane Girls. This song was released on February 6th in 1983 off of their eponymously named project. The Mary Jane Girls were an American R&B soul and funk group that was created by a Buffalo native responsible for many hits. Okay, well, that's it? You're just going to tease it like that? You're going to keep me? You're going to keep the people in suspense? (laughs) If you got a name, give it to me, baby. Well played, sir. Well played. The mastermind behind the Mary Jane Girls is none other than Rick James. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So the group was named after the nickname for the drug, marijuana, which was a favorite pastime of Mr. Rick James. And we mm. all we all kind of kind of figured that out. Yeah, if you know like, anything about Rick, yeah. you know that he, he had a he few part- pastimes. Yes, yes. Amongst other things, right? <laughs> right? So despite all of that, Rick James was an incredible artist. That is a true story. Very talented. So just to confirm. You mean this Rick James. It's funk all through this episode. Come on, man. It's Rick James. <laughs> Got the horns. Give playing. me the horns. So for those that don't know... That was Give It To Me Baby by Rick James off of his 1981 album Street Songs, which also featured this well-known hit. She likes the boys in the mm. band. Yeah. She says that I'm her all-time favorite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I make my move to her room, it's the right time. It's the right time. It's <laughs> the wrong time. I'm, okay, I'm stopping. Stop. Stop. Whew. Song brings back memories. <laughs> it does? Yeah. Okay, so three words, mm. one question. Okay. What's her name? Toby. <laughs> Come on now. Can't do it. This is a family show. It is. It is. And, if you must know, 
I was actually talking about an earlier Riffs episode that featured MC Hammer, in oh. which he took this song for his hit, You Can't Touch This. You can't touch this. You see? You see where I was going? Yeah, I see that. You had to take it Memories. somewhere else. Uh, you know me. <laughs> you know me. <laughs> Now, that's really funny that it brings back those memories for you because the memories that it brings back for me yeah. is of a certain MC that became president by what? the name of Carter. What, what, well, okay, hold on. Jimmy Carter was an MC. No. Th- this I got to hear. Was he, was he rhyming about peanuts? <laughs> not, like, no, what am no, I missing here? No, listen, no. Not, not Jimmy Carter. I'm talking about Sean Carter, uh, a.k.a. Okay. MC Jay-Z, who served as the president of Def Jam Records back in 2004. Oh. You know what? I see some foreshadowing mentioning Def Jam. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. with you now. So Jay-Z's return from retirement in 2006 was the album Kingdom Come. Mm. It contained a song of the same name that was produced by hitmaker Just Blaze. Let's give that a spin. Get your swag back, daddy, where you focus at. Oh, there it is. Mm-hmm. There it is. I like the way they sampled this. I like this track a lot, yeah. actually. I'm so evolved. I'm so involved. I'm showing growth. I'm so in charge. I'm CEO and yeah, going God. I'm so indebted. Okay, so anytime that your music has been sampled by two major hip-hop icons, you know your music had an impact on the musical landscape. Indeed. Speaking of landscape, I believe we have... More ground to cover with the oh, Mary Jane girls. Okay, gro- like landscape the grounded. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah, I did that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so can you tell us a little bit more about the Mary Jane girls? Absolutely. So the Mary Jane girls was comprised of Joanne Jojo McDuffie and the sisters Maxine and Julia Waters. Now, these three ladies sang the background vocals for Rick James in the studio, but on stage, James used Cheryl Bailey, a.k.a. Sherry Wells, Candice or Candy Gant, and Kim Maxie Wolitich. In 1981, Rick James released his most successful album, Street Songs, and then proceeded to talk to Motown Records in an effort to get McDuffie her own record deal. Now, due to miscommunication, the label actually signed an all-female group featuring McDuffie, Wells, Gant, and Wolitich. So, you know what, Tob? I'm not going to lie. I, please, somebody mistakenly... Signed me to a record I'm deal. I'm saying. Right? I'm saying. Think we can make that happen? Well, Rick James was the brainchild, obviously. He wrote all of the original songs and produced all the recordings. The actual vocal recordings were done by McDuffie and the Water Sisters. Their first self-titled album was released on April 13th in 1983 on the Gordy label on Motown Records. Now, enjoy some success and peaked at number 56 on the charts. Well, their first single, Candyman, reached number 23 on the Hot Black Singles charts. Let's give that one a listen. Synthesize with the yes. in there. Yes, sir. This is, this is what they would call bubblegum pop now. <laughs> For sure. Listening to the lyrics of this song, I definitely think that it, it should have been named like the, the or, or just given the title. Yeah. Of the Sugar Daddy anthem. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm no, saying? I'm with candy you, buddy. Man. I mean, you listen to the word. It ain't, it ain't yeah, about candy. It's, uh, it's pretty clear who, yeah. The message is clear. The message is clear. The Mary Jane Girls released their second album, Only for You, in 1985. The Water Sisters were hired to record since their singing ability of the ladies outside of McDuffie was limited. Mm. So, uh, can we break that down for a second? <laughs> you got a group. It's yeah. a singing group. It's a singing group. It's a singing group. But, the ladies in outside of one of them. They look good. 
They look really good. Because wasn't the whole gist of this, putting them together was like, we're going to represent various types of women, essentially. Sure. It's all visual. It's, you know, we can fill in the talent. Sort of like an early Millie Vanilli, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the lead single was a song called In My House, and this proved to be the group's biggest hit. This song reached number three on the R&B charts, and then it spent 12 weeks in the top 40, peaking at number seven. Told I'm not going to lie, I loved this jam back in the day. It's it true. is a jam. It is I was, what, song. like 11 at the time, but I loved it. So let's give it a spin. Pretty sure I didn't know what the lyrics meant. Probably had no idea. Yeah. It's probably better that way. Probably better that way. <laughs> Maybe she had milk and cookies or something, right? No. (laughs) We're not talking about Santa coming over or anything like that. This ain't that. This ain't that at all. Well, their second single was a song called Wild Crazy Love, which reached number 10 on the R&B charts. Let's, Let's take a listen to that. I mean, you hear some Rick James on this. Oh, for sure. He has an interesting history, man. You think? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we need to do an episode. We do. We do, do, for sure. So despite their success on this album, the third album was shelved for a long time due to a major disagreement that Rick James had with the label. And when I say long, I mean decades. (laughs) This and other reasons led to the group officially disbanding in 1987. So of all the ladies, it's undeniable that JoJo McDuffie was the vocal centerpiece. And after the group's disbandment, she continued to pursue a career in music. She eventually sang background for the diva behind this song. How can you not like this song? It's Anita Baker. I, I, Come on. I, I can wake up to this. That part right there, I wake up to that every morning. Every morning. So, of course, that is Anita Baker caught up in the rapture. Tobe, I know that Anita's one of your favorites. It's always great to feature her music on the show, but let's not forget that McDuffie also sang background for a man that I am certain is featured on the Braswell Mm -hmm. Quiet Storm mixtape. Let's give it a listen. (laughs) No. What what are we doing? (laughs) Joe, stop. No. Oh, yes. I can guarantee you that Rick Astley has never made an appearance on any of the Braswell mixtapes. Not on purpose, not on, not on an accident, not here, nor there, not on a plane or a train, okay? No green eggs and ham, no oh, Rick at No. No. All right. Absolutely not. I, I'm well aware, but look, I cannot pass... It's the only opportunity I have to rickroll you. I can never do it again, (laughs) although I'm going to try. Okay, so let's hear the track. So JoJo McDuffie, actually the same background for the one and only Barry White. So let's play the other version of Never, Never Gonna Give You Up. Never, never gonna give you up. Yeah, this is what's on the tape. Oh, it's on the tape. (laughs) It's on the tape. It's on the tape twice. <laughs> Book ended. Book in. Quit just my stick. I'm gonna stay right here. 
So in addition to her work with other artists, McDuffie still found time to record her own music and released an album entitled Slightly Dangerous in 2011. Now, one of the songs was called You and was actually featured on the popular TV crime drama Criminal Minds. Now, I can't lie. I really like this song. I really, really do. I mean, this doing the research for this, you know, for this episode is the first time I actually heard it. And I was like, man, this is a good song. It, because it, it really shows a, a different side of McDuffie that really wasn't illustrated in the other songs. Yep. So let's give that a spin. We made love through the night. Come on now. That's some jazzy goodness. Ain't it? I fell And I hope the listeners really take a chance and, and, and listen to the song and go back and find yeah. it on wherever they listen to music. I listened to it four straight times. Did you? It's, gotcha. just, it's, just, it's just different. It's like, yeah. huh, I wasn't expecting this. It's beautiful. You know? Yeah. It's very, very pretty. So you mentioned this was on Criminal Minds. Mm-hmm. So since we're talking about crime dramas. Right. What do you say we move on to one of the stars of NCIS Los Angeles? So the magnificent D'Artagnan from the Three Musketeers, uh, Robin to George Clooney's Batman in perhaps the worst superhero movie ever. Yeah, that was bad. But but are we talking about Chris O'Donnell? <laughs> no, buddy. No, we're not. The other star of NCIS LA. Gotcha. Yeah, LL Cool J. All right, great idea. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit more about him? James Todd Smith was born on January 18, 1968, and grew up in Queens, New York. Now, I mean, he experienced some pretty dramatic things in an early age. Uh, listen to this one. His like, dad mm-hmm. shot his mother and wow. his grandfather. Oh, my goodness. And so a four-year-old James walks in and finds them and covered in blood. Like, that's—I mean, that's bad. Fortunately, they survived, but it's crazy. And I, I don't even know what to say about that, but— uh, LL even reconciled with his dad later in life. His dad eventually became his manager for a while. So it's like, well, how does that happen? But I, I don't know. Yeah, that is a certainly a, a terrible and traumatic story. I, I can't, I can imagine it definitely took a, a toll on him. Then, like many, he found solace in music and, and began rapping at the age of nine. So his mother and grandfather gifted him some pretty. I'd pay good money for those nine year old freestyles, wouldn't you? Like, what are you talking about then? Yeah, I don't know. At nine? Crayola? (laughs) Trapper Keepers? Trapper Keepers. What are you talking about? (laughs) So his mother and grandfather gifted him some pretty sweet musical gear, and by the age of 16, he was producing his own demos and sending them to labels. Well, one of those labels was the newly formed collaboration between Rick Rubin and Russell Simmons, Def Jam Records. So there was a guy by the name of... Adam Horvitz, that was sifting through the demos for Def Jam. So you may know Adam better by his stage name, Ad Rock. Ad Rock. One of the three members of another up-and-coming Def Jam band, the Beastie Boys. Yes, sir. One of the demos that Ad Rock heard was an early version of LL's song, I Need a Beat. So Adam helped craft the beat, and it became the first single for LL Cool J. Let's have a listen. He got a beat. He, he definitely is. He got what he wanted. Yeah. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So the success of this single led to LL being signed with Def Jam and the release of his first album, Radio, in 1985. The album reached number six on the hip-hop charts and number 46 on the Billboard 200, making LL Cool J one of the first rappers to achieve mainstream commercial success. The lead single off of the album was the song, I Can't Live Without My Radio. LL's ode to the boomboxes that were an instrumental part of the scene in the 1980s. Let's have a listen. He's just so confident with his voice. Yeah. You compare it to songs nowadays, right? There's nothing there. It's just a beat. You're right. And he's still entertained. He's still, yes. And brings it. Yes. Because you had to. There, yeah. was no, there wasn't anything else there. Right. So the cover of the radio album features one of the one of the iconic boomboxes of that era, the JVC RCM90. Mm. That and the Sharp GF777 were two of the most sought-after boomboxes of the time, not only for their rich feature set and quality of sound, but because they were loud enough yeah. to drown out bring it. all the other ghetto blasts. That's right. So, you know, I actually was doing the research for this. I was like, man, what did these things cost? Right. Uh, when they first came out, I actually I tried. Couldn't find the original pricing anywhere. So the Sharp costs about a thousand bucks, thousand bucks on eBay right now. Hmm. And I've seen pricing on the JVC upwards over three thousand, three thousand dollars for a boombox. That's crazy. I'm pretty sure they didn't cost anywhere near that back in the day. You know, they actually make boomboxes now. Like I've seen, like you know, new ones, yeah. newer ones out there right now that, that are, are you know, you know, Bluetooth similar? and all that kind oh, of stuff. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah. You know. Yeah. They don't cost a thousand. They do. Not. <laughs> they do not. I'm sure they don't sound as good either. No, I probably don't. Or so. weigh three thousand pounds. <laughs> right. So I can't live without my radio. Also landed the 17 year old LL a spot in the 1985 movie Crush Groove, which loosely chronicled the early formation of Def Jam and introduces Blair Underwood in mm. his first feature film nice. role. Well, the third single from Radio was "Rock the Bells." which ironically didn't actually feature any bells on the <laughs> album version. Bait and switch. Yeah, it was bait and switch because the original 12-inch single is the only version which has bells. So let's hear that one. There they go. Mm-hmm. Gotta love it. Yeah. So that original version of Rock the Bell samples an early New York hip-hop group named Crash Crew in the 1982 song Breaking Bells. Let's hear that. There's the bell. There's the bell. No more cowbell needed on this one. <laughs> we got enough. <laughs> The Breaking Bells track samples the Bob James cover, the Paul Simon song, Take Me to Mardi Gras, which we discussed in a previous episode. And that's where some internal conflicts started to arise regarding production of the LL song. Yeah, so Def Jam president Russell Simmons and Joseph Simmons, better known as... Run! Reverend Run from Run DMC. Well, they're brothers. And Run DMC was working on the song Peter Piper at the time, which Mm -hmm. also samples Mm -hmm. Take Me to the Mardi Gras. And they weren't real happy with the similarities from their label mate, so Def Jam went back and convinced LL to record a new version 
Sans bells. Even though it's called Rock the Bells. Right. Get rid of them. Right, right, right. So Rick Rubin definitely put his stamp on this version, sampling the 1983 ACDC song Flick of the Switch. Mm -hmm. It's never a bad time to hear some Angus Young. So let's hear his guitar work on that song. That's weird. I never would have guessed this is ACDC. Because, <laughs> I mean, it only sounds like AC every DC. other ACDC. <laughs> and I'm not dissing ACDC. No, <laughs> I, know, I know you appreciate their work. Anyway. Well, Rick grabbed one downstroke of the power chord and just tuned it up and then took the drums from the Washington, D.C. funk band, Trouble Funk, and their 1983 album, In Times of Trouble. This is actually a great jam. Let's hear the song Saturday Night Live, part de. <laughs> That's French. For two. It's actually part <laughs> two. Ooh, mm. I like these drums. Right? Turn it up, Eric. <laughs> this sounds like a high school football game where, where your team is losing, but you don't care. You don't care. It's marching bands rocking. Yeah. So now let's hear how these elements all came together for the album version of Rock the Bells. LL Cool J is hard as hell. Battle anybody, I don't care. You tell. I excel. They all fail. Gonna cancel double L. There's your drums again, buddy. Yeah. Come on, man. This is one of the hardest songs. It is. It's so hard. And think about it. Those are really the only two elements, right? Other than, you know, that sort of low bass. Well, anyway. Yeah, 808. So Trouble Funk is another band that has been heavily sampled in hip-hop, especially the song Pump Me Up. Now, this is not Hans and Franz. This is not Pump You Up. This is Pump <laughs> Me Up. Right, right, right. Which was used for Public Enemies' Fight the Power and Curtis Blows' If I Ruled the World, among lots of other songs. So in 1987, LL released his second album, Bigger and Deffer. Now, it spent 11 weeks at number one on top R&B and hip-hop charts and reached number three on the Billboard 200. It also contained one of rap's first commercially successful ballads. Mm. I Need Love. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which hit number 14 on the Hot 100, number one on the hip-hop charts. Toby, I need some love. Can we give it a spin? Oh, please. Okay. Please do. Inside my soul, because my soul is cold. Oh. One half of me deserves yeah. to be this way till I'm old. But the other gets me right here, buddy. needs affection and joy. <laughs> and the one that is created by a girl and a boy. I need love. Tell him, LL. Got that shaker going? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Again, sparse production. So in 1989, LL released another commercially successful album, Walking with the Panther. Now, this was another number one hit on the hip-hop charts and reached number six on the Billboard 200. It also received some backlash from the hip-hop community as many perceived LL as selling out and actually going pop and mainstream. Well, be that as it may, we cannot pass this album up without playing one of the hits, Going Back to Cali. Mm. The song was actually inspired by Rick Rubin's own personal ambivalence about moving from New York City to L.A. So let's hear Going Back to Cali. Going back to Cali, Cali. 
Cali. I'm going back to Cali. No, I don't, don't think, think so. so. <laughs> you know what's cool about this track, too, is that they actually brought in real horn players. And Rick was like, he didn't chart anything. He was like, I want to hear this. And you just let him go. How many artists, period, do that now? Just say, I'm going to go hire some studio cats to come in and play horns or whatever instead of trying to dig up samples. I think it depends on the producer. So I would yeah, say I would this, agree. like Kendrick. Yeah. Working with like Glasper and those cats, yeah. they definitely bring it in everyone they oh, can. Oh, they do? Oh, for sure. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that makes it me is happy. Cool. It definitely is cool. So Ella responded to the backlash from Walking with the Panther by hitting back hard with his 1990 album, Mama Said Knock You yes. Out. Yes, sir. Now, I, I, I personally say it worked. <laughs> it worked. It worked because it the worked. album went double platinum. Yes, sir. And the title track actually won him a Grammy for Best Rap Solo Performance. Let's listen to Mama Said Knock You Out. Don't call it a comeback. Don't call it a comeback. Can I tell you how much I love this song? Yes. Oh my God. This song. This album was always playing. Well, this track actually samples the song from Sly and the Family Stone, Trip to Your Heart. That was from their 1967 album, A Whole New Thing. So let's give that a listen. Look at you, Joe. Yeah. Never heard this. Yeah, cool, right? Man, Sly is everywhere. Sly right? is everywhere. <laughs> when you're that funky, you're gonna show up Man. all over the place. Sly and Bootsy. <laughs> Bootsy, baby. My goodness. And this track is. I mean, listen to it. It's funky. It's so good. Good job. Good job. Well done, sir. Thank you. Thank you. I'm proud of I you. I try. I'm proud of you. Gold star for Joe. <laughs> So the first single from Mama Said Knock You Out was another ode to audio gear. Only this time, we've actually moved from uh, moved on from boom boxes. No more boom boxes. And, and we're singing the praises of car audio. Yeah. Yes, sir. Let's hear one of my favorite songs. Okay. I'm gritting my teeth oh, on I this. see it. I can hear it. This song is called Booming System. Mm-hmm. Eric, please play that. <laughs> Crank it. Please play it. You know it's funky, 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 cause you heard it from his seat. A jam that you love that don't be getting no airplay. Strictly for fronting when you're riding around. 12 o'clock at night with your windows down. Headlights breaking cause your battery's drained. Armor roll on your tires and a big gold chain. Park My goodness. All the, spots. Push the, EQ and play connect the, dots. the only song I've ever heard that that makes air freshener sound cool. I know! <laughs> well, like so many other songs, this also samples James Brown's Funky Drummer, but also another James Brown track, The Payback. Mm. So let's hear that original song from 1973. I'm mad! I'm mad! With my girlfriend! <laughs> you sound mad. awesome. So, and if that sounds familiar to you, you know, for all of you funky diva lovers, That's it's probably... Me. That is me. I am right, a funky diva well, lover. You, and you should be. Yeah. You should be. It's probably because you recognize it from In Vogue's 1992 hit, My Lovin'. Hashtag, well, not hashtag. <laughs> You're never going to get it, right? You're never going to get it. Let's hear that. Man, and we got to do an Invoke episode. 
Uh, yes. We need to do an info guy. I've been waiting. And an interview. <laughs> okay. And okay. An artist interview. Can we make a video? Can Ooh. we make it a live on set oh, video? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Might be the longest episode ever. <laughs> I have so many questions. That's another question to ask. Just sit, sit back. Relax. Gonna be here for a while. Okay. All right. Bring, bring it back in, buddy. I'm, bring, I'm, I'm here. I'm back. Let's, uh, let's get back now <laughs> to our second featured track, Around the Way Girl. Let's take a listen first to the original vocal line from the Mary Jane Girls, All Night Long. You got to shook up, shook down, shook down. Now let's hear how LL used that for Around the Way Girl. Pitch it up a little. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So while the Mary Jane Girl sample may be the most recognizable, it is not the only sample used on this track. The drums are taken from a 1973 song from The Honey Drippers. That's a name. Mm-hmm. The Honey Drippers? Yeah, that's a name. It's like, I think, was it Winnie the Pooh that put them together? <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> Wow. It's the Honey Drippers. The Honey Drippers, yes. <laughs> well, the song has a Christopher title. Christopher Robbins played drums. Oh, Go ahead. I'm boy. Sorry. Go ahead. Keep going. Keep going, Piglet. <laughs> Tigger on Congos. It's all good. Go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> sorry. Okay. So the song, can we get back to the name of the song? Oh, yeah, man. I'm sorry. Because the title actually seems, seems relevant. I, I don't want to let this song play a little bit because... We're not going to make any comment, but we're just going to put it out there, mm. right? Because mm. I think the song covers both sides. This, mm. Remember, this is 1973, so oh. think about who was president. Yes. Right? right? Yes. Well, the name of the song is Impeach the President. Oh, boy. So uh, here, here we, we go. go. Mm-hmm. A little around-the-way drums. Yeah, Ladies for sure. Gentlemen, we have the honey drippers in the house tonight. Honey drippers in honey the drippers. house. Back from Washington, D.C. I think they got something they want to say. Let's listen what they say, Tom, because it's good. They've got a message here. I trust you. Plus, it's funky. Mm-hmm. He's guilty. I don't know. <laughs> Give him a chance. Mm. Mm. Funny how things change and things remain the same. Exactly. Exactly. So, you remember a guy named Kenny Burke? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, he had a long career as a singer and multi-instrumentalist and had a hand in creating one of the biggest feel-good songs ever made. Yes, sir. So he was a member of the family soul group Five Stair Steps, mm-hmm. and their hit from 1970 is bound to put a smile yes. on your face. Can we face. play it? Let's play it. Let's hear Ooh Chow. <gasps> Ooh Chow, things are gonna get easier. Ooh Chow, things will get brighter. I need to listen to this song every day. Ooh, yeah. Chow, you and everybody else. The world would be a better place. Love this track. All right, so I do remember Kenny Burke, and I see where you're going with this. Mm -hmm. As we have discussed previously, the early days of sampling was like the Wild West. You could get away with taking whatever cool snippets you wanted, Mm -hmm. make your own stuff, 
And sometimes that sort of created this domino effect, right? Multi-layers. So while Around the Way Girl clearly samples all night long, not many people are aware that the Mary Jane Girl song interpolates a song from our man Kenny Burke. Wow. In 1982, he released the track Rising to the Top, and it reached number 63 on the charts. Not quite the top, but close mm-hmm. enough. <laughs> it was Rising to the Top, Toe. Give it time. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Let's My give bad. It a spin. <laughs> wow. It's the same song, Toe. Wow. So yeah. you told me about this, and I have my doubts. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like, I, didn't, I just didn't believe me? I didn't want to believe you. It's not like I didn't believe you, Joe, because I love you, but I didn't want to believe you at all. You're like, no, actually, they took, like, shut up, Joe. You're ruining the song for me. Dang. Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, it's, yeah, it's the oh, same I've thing. I've actually heard this song, Rising to the yeah. Top. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's it's been crazy. a ton. So you can clearly hear how the Mary Jane girls use Rising to the Top for their song All Night Long. Now, what becomes interesting is how future artists like Mary J. Blige would sample the Mary Jane girls track for their own material. It's like creating a second generation of samples. It's cool, right? So you got the original and then you got the next one and then people are sampling the next one. And like, I'm curious in 50 years, like how far removed we'll get from the original. I don't know. It'll be, it'll be interesting. It will be. So what do you say we jump ahead to 1995 and LL's sixth album, Mr. Smith? The first single was the collaboration with Boys to Men, Hey Lover. Hit number three in the Hot 100, won LL another Grammy for Best Solo Rap Performance. Let's hear that one, Tobe. And I'll be working out every day thinking about you, looking at my own eyes in the rear view. Catching flashbacks of an eye contact. Wish I could lay you on your stomach and caress your back. I would hold you in my arms and ease your fears. I can't believe I will say this. The peak of my fandom for LL yeah. was already expired by this. Was time. you were done? Yeah. After before this, he came out with the pink cookies in the, in the plastic <laughs> yes, bag. Right. Getting crushed by buildings. I was done. You were done. I think that was like the 12 shots to your dome. Yep. So this album right here, I liked this song. I think it was 14 shots, but I don't know. Was it 14? 12, 14. <laughs> Whatever. It's Extra too many. Clip. It's so, too many. Too, way too many. <laughs> if, if you could aim, it only takes one. <laughs> so you mentioned the Wild West of samples. This is an excellent example. So Hey Lover samples one of the under-the-radar songs from Michael Jackson's Thriller album, The Lady in My Life. Let's give that a listen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You get Quincy all over this. Yeah, right? Totally. Quincy all over this thing. Quincy Rod Temperton. Yeah. My goodness. I bet there were times where they just wanted to let the music, like Michael, sit this one out. Just sit back. Can we just play this? I mean, you got a nice voice, but just (laughs) sit back. Okay, so just, I want you to consider this for a minute. I want to, I don't know if you can give me a number, but imagine how much you would have to pay to sample a Michael Jackson track, let alone from Thriller. Right mm, now. Mm, like, mm. if you were a new artist coming up, say, hey, I want to I take this track. I want to take Michael and sample it. You, I don't think you could afford it. Uh, well, uh, I guess here's my pushback on that. Okay. Right? So if Weird Al can do it <laughs> with, with Jelly Bean but, and that kind of thing. But even that was back in the day. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I don't want to think about it. Okay. How about that? <laughs> we should try it, though. Just, we should try see it. see what the number is. <laughs> we'll get back to you, listeners. So Ella Cool J is not only one of the founding fathers of hip-hop, but he also continued to build a career as an actor and a business mogul. So in addition to continuing to create platinum albums, he's actually balancing the aforementioned role on NCIS Los Angeles and hosting the show Lip Sync Battle. 
So he's also the first hip-hop artist to receive a Kennedy Center honor. But I have to say, Tobe, one of my all-time favorite LL roles is in the 2006 movie Last Holiday that features Queen Latifah. Mm, the Queen. Oh, man, I'm a Ladies sucker first. for those, like, feel-good holiday flicks with happy endings. Like It's like Hallmark, only better. I think it's time to dive into our bonus material. Now, there have been a couple of songs that we featured on the show that didn't chart well or at all initially until they were, like, repurposed in a sample, and then they were, like, finally truly appreciated, right? I feel like All Night Long falls into that category, and I thought it would be kind of cool to list a couple of songs, a couple of our favorite songs that have also sampled the Mary Jane Girls hit. Okay, I'm done with this, so let's start. Okay, let's go with... Jennifer Lopez and I'm Real off her 2001 album J-Lo. That's a good pick, buddy. I'm surprised they didn't do an album together, as many songs they did together. It felt like they did a lot. (laughs) Where'd he go? There's a Netflix movie about it. Is there? (laughs) I'll leave it at that. Okay. So then we move to Funk Dr. Spock, a.k.a. Redman, on his debut album, What the Album, with a song called Tonight's the Night. Yeah, we got about three and a half seconds of yeah, this Yeah, yeah, it ain't gonna take long. It ain't gonna take long. <laughs> I couldn't even use the... Get him, Reggie. Yeah. Yeah, you got to cue this one up yourself, people, to, to, hear. <laughs> to hear the actual sample. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's, in the, it's in the chorus. It's in the chorus, Trust me. but right, right. Trust me. And yeah, make sure the little ones have earmuffs. <laughs> well, from hip-hop to hip-hop soul, we cannot forget to mention Mary J. Blige and her song Mary Jane off of her My Life album. So she sampled more than just the bass line. Yeah. She's, the lyrics, too, the, right? Of course, yeah. So last but not least, this next song features one of my favorite female voices. This is Groove Theory, featuring the vocal talents of the Amel LaRue and the single off of their debut album entitled Tell Me. So when I was an RA at Ohio State, yeah. somebody would Which open up Which is a scary it. thought, by the way. <laughs> Two years. Wow. <laughs> we would blast this song. Believe it. And I would say nothing. That is totally fine. <laughs> all up and down the high, all up and Turn down the hallway. That's awesome. Well, that is a good way to wrap up another episode of Riffs on Riffs. But before we say goodbye, Tobe, can you tell the good people what we discussed today? Absolutely. So we discussed the hit song All Night Long by the Mary Jane Girls and then dove into the history of LL Cool J and his hit song Around the Way Girl that samples it. Now, for our bonus material, we highlighted songs by Jennifer Lopez, Mary J. Blige, Redman, and Groove Theory, and all the songs that sampled our feature song. With that being said, what do we have on deck for the next episode? Mm, all right, next episode... Uh, you know, Toe, I gotta be honest. I think I think I, I need some TLC. I've Do been, you? I've been I've been feeling a little scrubby lately. Is that right? Yeah. 
That ain't good, man. It's not. That ain't good. We might need to spend some time, you know, talking about the shape of you, yeah, I guess. That's I probably that's where we need idea. to start. To, Thank yeah. you, buddy. I, you know, I appreciate you having my back. Thank you for that. Well, until then, thank you all for listening, and we will catch you next time for Riffs on Riffs. Keep listening. Huzzah. Riffs on Riffs is a production of Evergreen Podcasts. A special thanks to executive producers Joan Andrews and Michael D'Aloya. Producer, Isabel Robertson. Audio engineer, Eric Coltnow. You can listen to more episodes of Riffs on Riffs by finding us on iTunes, Stitcher, or visit evergreenpodcast.com. And don't forget, if you enjoyed today's podcast, please leave us an iTunes review. It really helps. I'm your host, Joe Watson. And I'm your co-host, Toby Braswell. Thank you for listening to Riffs on Riffs. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, Yeah. right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? (laughs) The Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripotis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. This podcast was produced with the support of the Ohio Motion Picture Tax Credit and in partnership with the Ohio Development Services Agency.